Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are in the world, whatever time you're tuning in, woman Jakar, to the land of the Wurundjeri people, welcome to this Thought Leaders Weekly Webcast. Absolutely wonderful to have you here, and uh, I'm excited to see if we can do some good work today. Um, if this is one of your, give us a, give us a yes, give us a yes or some kind of thing in the chat box. If this is your first ever webcast with thought leaders, give us a yes in the chat box. If this is your first time. Yes. Well, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, Just so you know, uh, the way this works is uh, we use the meetings feature because I like to put it on gallery view. I don't know about you. you maybe you leave it on speaker view because I'm looking so good this morning. Um, but I put it on gallery view so that I can see all your wonderful faces. Uh, and so I can see, for example, that Fleur is looking stunning this morning, that Yussi's wearing his white rimmed glasses. I can see that Shane has the world's most incredibly like sculpted um podcasting set up the world's ever like look at the guy's background you are the most amazing designer shane i'm i'm immensely jealous of you basically i'm also time. not allowed to touch it <laughs> right so you're taking less credit for it than you think that I, that I was giving you for right okay well thank the lovely wife then what's your wife's name again i've met her but i've forgotten cassandra cassandra that's right how are you guys going yeah, doing good. She's about two meters away from me in a little room and uh -huh. I, I have to stay to my space and I'm in this nook. So I, I live here now. <laughs> nice. Hey, you spoke to Michael Bungay Stenia the other day on your podcast. That, that was pretty cool. You're starting to, you're getting names on your well, podcast. Well, I, I started with Cole Fink. So I think that opened a door for me. Um, I did have <laughs> Cole Fink on the podcast. So I think he saw the podcast, saw the quality and caliber of my previous guests and went, why wouldn't I? <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll, I'll let that statement stand as the truth. <laughs> um, so everyone, just so you know, um, many of you have been to thousands of my webcasts by this point. And so you know that I'm fairly casual about the whole thing. Um, and one thing that's currently upsetting my little webcasting Apple cart is the fact that up until very recently, you could set the meetings room, the, the uh, waiting room feature onto Zoom. And then once the webcast had started, you turned it off. So it meant that before the webcast, because some people log in like an hour before the webcast begins, it didn't start the webcast. But then at 9.30 or whatever time I was starting, I'd turn the waiting room off and everyone would be let in um, whenever they turned up. You can't do that anymore. And so now if someone turns up at 9.34, uh, I have to manually let them in. And um, and I forgot to I forgot to fix that. So anyway, if you want to do me a great service, every three or four minutes, can you just type in the chat box, "Hey, cold waiting room," <laughs> until I find some better way to solve this problem? Is that okay? Just occasionally, just even the letters WR in capital letters will just mean that just means "Hey, cold little love note." Just remember to check the waiting room. Oh, I could assign a volunteer to be a co-host. Kaylin, is that you? Yes. Oh, you're a champion. I love you, man. Hang on one sec. I'm scrolling down. Make co-host. Ta-da. Yes, make co-host. 
Yes, Katrina, you're totally right. I could add a password and I should have done that, but I set this one up ages ago and then they changed it in the meantime and I forgot to update it and ah, anyway. Um, <laughs> Jen's saying she left a stack of people in the waiting room during her last bus out. <laughs> I know, <laughs> it's the worst. I feel for you, I feel for you, I feel for you. Okay, uh, today, um, I forgot what this webcast was, was actually called. I remember, um, I remember what it's about, but I've forgotten what it's actually called. Can anyone remind me, what was the title of this webcast? Has anyone kind of got that front of mind? We've got a name for it. Weekly webcast. Model experiments. Model experiments. Thank you, Fleur. Thank you, Jen. So um, what I want to do today is I want to actually do some experimenting with models. Now, uh, just let me provide a little context before we get into the exercise. Um, one of the... One of the things you've probably noticed in your thought leader's journey, depending on how long you've been playing this game, is that there are periods of incremental growth and then there are periods of like exponential or even like instant growth. So there's times when you'll be working at something, chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. And an example of that might be um, working on your state of being in sales calls Rarely does anyone just go from being like uptight and anxious to suddenly like free and amazing just overnight. It's something that we work at and we chip away at. And so there are things that we work at in this game that are kind of incremental. And then there are others that are kind of um, epiphanous. I'm not sure if epiphanous is a word, is, is of like an epiphany. Can you say epiphanous? Do you reckon that's a word? I'm hoping it is. Anyway, there are moments that can be kind of epiphanous, right? Monique reckons it's a word, that's good enough for me. Um, and so an example might be when you notice that you're starting to think in pink sheets, even though you're not uh, actively sitting to do pink sheets. Um, can I just say, by the way, I'm seeing the waiting room fill up and then empty again. Kaylin's doing a superb job here. Uh, it's just a weight off my shoulders. I'm so, I'm just loving it. You're a champion. Um, so there are these moments of like epiphanous growth in the thought leader's journey. And I want to knock on the door of one of those today. For some of you, I'm not, uh, I, I'm not so optimistic as to think that we can have a, a collective epiphany across 44 different participants. But I'm thinking that what we might be able to do is uh, have some incremental steps today for some people. But for a couple of people, this might be an epiphanous like, like a moment where you kind of, the whole, the whole, world of possibility, the scope of things that are possible in your thought leadership world might just grow a little bit in respect to models. So um, I'm just going to tell you ahead of time what the epiphany is supposed to be. <laughs> you know how sometimes when people reckon they're going to do something really amazing, they like, they, they sneak around it and then at the end they're like, ta-da, I'm not going to do that. I'm just telling you the epiphany right up front and then we'll go into an exercise that might help kind of embed the epiphany. The epiphany is this, uh, models, it's true, are a fantastic visual communication tool, okay? Models are a fantastic visual communication tool. And I reckon that represents about 10% of their actual power. So if you think about how effective some model has been, for you in learning something. So whether it was Maslow's hierarchy of needs and it just communicated the sense of, you know, what humans actually need 
Um, or if you think of the, the message market method uh, cluster strategy model and giving you a real sense of what you need to do in order to, to successfully design and launch a cluster, I reckon that's only like 25% of the power of that model. Because the real power of that model happened uh, before anybody else saw it. The real utility of a model for me is as a tool to test and expand and explore your thinking. And so the epiphany is to realize that when you're creating a model, your job isn't actually to draw a model. Your job is not to create something that visually communicates an idea you already understand. Actually, what you can do when you're creating a model is you can be using the model as almost like a feedback loop to explore what you know and understand and um, shine a great deal more light on it. And so what we're going to do today is just some experiments with models. And the goal is to, for each of us to just learn something more about what we already know. Does that make sense? So I want your, I'm hoping today you're going to learn something new from yourself. <laughs> Does that sound kind of ridiculous? Does that sound kind of strange that you could learn something new from yourself with information that you already know. It's an immensely useful process uh, because when you run a thought leadership practice, um, you spend a lot of your time, hopefully not too much, but you spend a lot of your time by yourself. And so if you can learn to have conversations with yourself and learn new things from yourself, uh, suddenly you're never alone. <laughs> it's like the voices in your head become your best friend. Uh, that's the epiphany I'm hoping to knock on today. And so for some people just like incrementally improve at that process, maybe some of you already had that epiphany and today will just be a good excuse to, to practice it. Um, and for some people, so hands up for whom that explanation was like, oh, that's a new idea. I hadn't thought of it that way. Yeah, a few. And hands up if you already knew it, um, but you reckon a bit more practice might be useful. Okay, excellent. If you haven't put your hand up yet and there's something else you could be doing with your time that's better, just go and do that. I'm, I won't be offended. <laughs> uh, except for you, Kaylin, you're doing the Lord's work over there. So. <laughs> um, I genuinely appreciate it, mate. You're fantastic. Um, all right, so just before we dive into the exercise, um, Katrina said, it makes sense to become more aware or unlock something you already know. So I'm just going to make a quick... Um, philosophical aside before we get started here. Um, when you look at the world around you, you have quite a limited view of the world. So I'm sitting here in my office. Um, mostly I can see these two huge lights, <laughs> uh, but also I can look outside and I can see the lake that I've got outside my house and I can see some trees and usually there's some birds and I can see about 15,000 bees because the, the tree outside my window is flowering. The rest of the world exists and I can discover it and I can explore it. But right now I have no actual view of it. Okay. I assume that England is there, <laughs> but to confirm I'd have to message a friend or like read the news or something. Okay. So I actually have a very limited view of the world outside around me. Does that make sense? Okay. 
I reckon what I've noticed over the last few years of haphazard meditation is that your view of the world inside is just as limited. There's this whole landscape and not just, you know, 10 acres. There's a whole world of whatever it is that's inside us, ideas and narratives and beliefs and whatever. There's a world of it. And at any given moment, you can only see the tiniest amount, right? So I'll give you an example. Think of a movie, any movie, think of a movie. Okay, you got one? Everyone give us a thumbs up, you got a movie? Okay. Why wasn't it Police Academy 3? Right, and in fact, could you see any movies at all until I happened to ask you that? Or when I asked you to go looking for a movie, did you like get up out of your internal chair and start to walk around your internal house of memories and go and find a movie and go, so Alan, can you just, Alan Hesketh, can you just unmute yourself? What movie did you pick? What was your movie? Oh, now I've got to remember the name of it. Um, it's the Tom Cruise one, Top Gun. Top Gun, right. <laughs> Why did you choose Top Gun? Oh, I just enjoy it. <laughs> it's just Very fun. Good. Very good. Uh, Christine. I think existential. <laughs> Christine Nichols, what, what movie did you pick? Uh, Groundhog Day. Oh, that's a classic. It is a good choice. choice. <laughs> um, uh, was, Groundhog was Groundhog Day, Day in view when I when first, I first asked, the asked the question or did you have to go and find it? Yeah, I had to go and find it. Totally. Sorry. Yeah. Wait, wait. Jen. You can quote Top Gun word for word. All right, can we have, can you do it? Can, can you give us a scene? <laughs> I reserve it for parties. That's oh, my okay. part of the truth. All right, well, I look forward to, uh, I look forward to lockdown being over so that you can come around. And, uh, <laughs> I'm going to put on Top Gun and I just want you to preempt every single statement by five seconds. I I'm told it gets very boring very quickly. I don't think so personally, but that's what I'm, that's some of the feedback I get. Jen, do you ever recite the, uh, do you ever recite the script of Top Gun over the movie Days of Thunder? Which just oh. in case anyone's forgotten, it's another Tom Cruise movie, but rather than planes, it's about NASCAR, but it's exactly the same movie with the same actor and the same plot and everything, but it's just planes or cars. So you could like do the script of one over the, over the visuals of the other. Have you ever tried that? No, but I will now. <laughs> okay, I think Although I'd have to sit again. through that movie, which is pretty terrible yeah. from memory. Yeah, no, but... that, that would be painful. Um, it's a bit like, uh, does anyone remember the band Linkin Park? So I don't know if you've noticed this, but you can actually sing any Linkin Park song to the tune of any other Linkin Park song because <laughs> they only knew four chords. So there you go. All right. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll get into it now. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's go. Um, everybody, in the chat box, if you wouldn't mind, could you please... So when we work in Thought Leaders, okay, you capture your IP on pink sheets. Kaylin's still doing an amazing job. This is so good. Um, we capture our IP on pink sheets and whether physically, literally, or like metaphorically or on the computer or whatever, each of those pink sheets lives in a folder. Some pink sheets live in more than one folder. And the folder is what we call like a domain of expertise, right? Um, and so we'll have domains of expertise in like leadership or management or sales or mindfulness or whatever. And what I'd love to see in the chat box, if you wouldn't mind, 
And I'd love to see something from everyone if that's okay. Can you please type the name of one of your folders? So the name of a domain of expertise in which you haven't really managed to crack the nut, if that makes sense. So you haven't unlocked this folder of expertise. It's a folder of expertise that you know you're interested in and you feel like you have a bunch of good ideas and you're probably reading a lot in it right now, um, and, but you haven't like nailed it. You haven't made the models, you haven't got the structure, you haven't kind of worked out exactly what you wanna say in this domain of expertise. So can you put the name of that domain in the chat box as people have begun? So communications, digital first, creativity, mindset, innovation, women in leadership development, scale. Curriculum design, creative leadership, neuroscience and change, corporate culture, presence, NFP leadership, working from home, team and leader development, sustaining high performance, inclusion and diversity and leadership, paradox and third space. I don't know what that means, but I'm interested. Remarkable. Mm. Cultural leadership, sales to existing client, undocted entrepreneurs. Cool. Okay. Um, loader. Can you unmute yourself, Pip? Hello, Cole. Yep. Hello, how are you? How's New Zealand? New Zealand is amazing. Isn't it ever? Mm -hmm. um, how many coronavirus, active coronavirus cases do you have in the population right now, Pip? Uh, about 30-something in managed isolation all coming in from the border, but none in the community. All right, so less in New Zealand than the White House. <laughs> yes. It comes down to our fabulous leadership. Indeed. Women can lead? You're kidding. Oh, dear. Um, all right. Enough politics. Uh, Pip. Yes. Um, are you, can you explain to me, um, so you wrote the word meaning. Um, what's, what, can, can you just give us a synopsis of the cloud of idea that's existing in your head around this topic at the moment? It's around doing more meaningful work and how we attach meaning to the work that we do every day. Yep. And just building that sense of, mostly I work in local government where you have water engineers that find it really hard to connect to the bigger purpose of local government. So it's about yeah, right. helping them find meaning in their work so that they're more engaged and more excited and more motivated and committed to showing up. Yeah, cool. All right, that sounds fantastic. Um, are you willing to join me on an experiment? Oh, yes. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, what we just saw was called courage. So thank you, Pip. Um, that's awesome. I appreciate that. So here's how the game could work. Um, and Pip, to be quite um, upfront, you don't have to play. It's totally up to you. But here's the game that we could play. I'll ask you a bunch of questions and I will be the um, scribe. I'll be the note taker. And what I'm going to try and do is experiment with, I, it, with your ideas. And I'm going to ask you questions. And um, what we're going to try and do is develop some IP over the course of like 10 minutes, right? And what could be fun about this is you could get some ideas because they'll leech in from me and other people and it might help you give some structure. Um, and, and like it might give you a bit of a shot in the arm and some progress. What might suck about it is if um, we do something cool, but you don't feel like you own it. Um, that, that is my prediction of like the, the worst version of how this could happen. Um, so with all that said, is that something that you want yep, to play? I'm up for it. Okay, great. 
So ladies and gents, what we're about to do, I'm going to ask people a bunch of questions. I'm going to write stuff down. You're going to observe what's going on. And I want you to look past the mechanics. Okay, so I want you to try to write down that which you notice about the process. If you've ever done speakership with Matt Church uh, and or myself, we talk a lot about how one of the superpowers for getting um, better as a speaker is to see what's at the very periphery of your awareness. All right, so hold hands out in front of you like this, wave your fingers. Okay, great, and then slowly move them backwards and just notice when you can just barely see the movement outside, okay? We're trying to notice that stuff, All right? So we're gonna do a bunch of things which will be obvious and right in front of you. That's fine, you can take notes about that, but I want you to be looking for the stuff out here. Understood? Yep, great. Pip, um, let's start just with a bunch of words. So can you tell me, um, I could have started writing down when I asked you the first question, but I forgot. Sorry. <laughs> um, so do you want to just start by redoing that spiel and I'll start taking some notes and we'll see, we'll see where that takes us. Can you, can you tell us again what we're talking about here in terms of meaning um, in government? So it was around helping people find meaning in the work that they do every day so that they are better connected to the organization and to their role and they show up more motivated and passionate and engaged in what they do every day instead of turning up miserable. Is that enough? That was fantastic. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, that's great. <clears throat> okay. Um, Can you now throw some words at me of kind of elements of it that you think are important? What are things that people need to think about, whether they're at the top or the bottom or the whatever, like what are just some of the moving parts, if you like, some of the gears that go into making this machine turn? Um, you, can, you can speak to me in sentences or you can just throw me random words, whichever you like. Uh, so, oh, purpose. Yeah. Uh, that's often uh, that's often missing uh, clarity yeah. around uh, the direction of what they do, and also clarity in their role. Uh, commitment. People are more committed to what they do when they understand why they do it. So the why, I guess, the why. The why piece, uh, value, there's value in there. So what's the value that they create or add and or yep. bring to the role? Yep. So uh, is it the value of them individually or the value of the team they're in or the value of their entire organisation? So all of those things. It's all three. Yep. So I kind of, um, where I've got to and have got a bit stuck on is kind of a, a little the concentric circles with like their value the team value and then the organization value and yep. how they how they create that line of sight yep awesome between what they do yep any other thoughts that it's more it seems to be more important to millennials 
around having meaning in their work than it does to perhaps the older population from some of the stuff that I've been reading. Yep. But I haven't really explored that too much yet. Yeah, cool. Um, you, you should check out the work of um, Anna Lyota. So she's the outgoing president of the National Speakers Association in the USA. And she has a whole piece on generational codes. So it's like, oh, nice. um, that's essentially exactly what she talks about. Um, anything else that we should know about? Got a pretty good list of words here, but anything else you want to throw in? That without meaning you get apathy. Mm. Yep. And yeah, that just that complacency. And, I, and especially in local government, there's more, they're very compliant and it's very rules based. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And process, you know, red tape and roadblocks. So it's very, are we following the rules as, you know, regulation? And so it's about trying to not, de not decouple that, but bring meaning into regulation Does mm. that make sense? yeah yeah totally it's very it's very left brain local yep. government and yep. and one of the one of the first things to go when they go through restructures which they're doing at the moment is all of the the nice stuff around you know arts and community events like our biggest council are currently have currently axed their arts and events team yeah because they don't see that as, you know, our, our role is to, is around that regulatory and compliance area. Yeah. And they've cut off the community building, which is actually what communities want more than necessarily more than the other. Yeah, nice. Okay, great. <clears throat> um, everyone watching along, looking <laughs> i'm holding my hands out to the side and waving them but i'm currently on 16 by 9 <laughs> i'm currently standing in a vertical letterbox so you can't really see my fingers um, <laughs> what have you noticed so far is anything have you noticed anything interesting um i'd love to put it in the chat box any observations that you're making um maybe as we go if you just put capital obs colon and then whatever you're seeing then we know that's an observation that you've made um, I'd love to, to hear of any observations, um, whether it's about the way Pip's, Pip's talking and thinking through her stuff, whether it's what I'm picking out of it and writing down. Um, Pip can find more things when I ask an open question. Cool. Uh, I've never, I've never um, done that kind of training around the types of questions that you ask. I should, I should be more conscious of that. Um, start as a brain dump, then drill down to specific. Um, <laughs> Cole kept asking, is there more? And Pip kept responding. Isn't it amazing how much more data you can get just by saying and, <laughs> and, <laughs> and like we, all of us, yeah, we, so much good stuff. Fantastic. Some words are high level themes. Um, some are more functional things, right? So you're starting to see like hierarchy and structure, even though we haven't put them into a hierarchy or structure yet, right? That's kind of emerging out of this cloud of words. Um, 
ship paired, shared the desired first and then flipped to the opposite of. Yeah, cool. She's getting clarity as she speaks. That's so common. Does that just quick check in, Pip? Does that feel that way for you? Do you do you yeah. feel like clarity is coming as you talk? Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Great. Um, okay. Cool. So the next step, I would say, um, Pip, you can see my list of words. Okay, I assume. Yes. Well, it's your list of words, really, just in my yes. handwriting. Thank you. So as we look at those, um, I've got this magic thing where I can uh, grab them like this and move them around. Okay. Um, I can scribble them out. I can change colour. I can, like, draw arrows between them. Let's now, together, you and me, kind of pick out <clears throat> groups of words, collections of words, words that have relationship um, that kind of thing. So as you look at that list of words, are there any, are there any where you kind of go, Ooh, those ones all have some kind of shared connection in some way. Those are directly related to each other or they have some kind of, yeah. What do you see as you look at this uh, list? And then I'll jump uh, in as well. In the, so motivation and passion and apathy. Yep. Kind of fit together. Connection perhaps. Yep. Yeah. You guys go over there. You come down here. Yep. Just delete that for now. Yep. Keep talking. Um, oh, your commitments would be in that same group. Yep. Yep. There's probably a grouping around daily work your daily role organization yep so i'm going to put them over here um where's role gone oh there it is yep those two there what else lives in that like it's probably work lives in that group work. right yeah yep um that purpose understand why purpose meaning understanding why Yep. I think value, does value live with that group as well? Yeah. Yep. There's some, um, I can't quite see what you've written under the right brain, not valued. Uh, that says community building. Oh, yeah. Um, so that, that feels to me like an output as in like a, that's a, that's an example of the work that you do. Yeah. And so there might be a piece that comes up and lives over here, which is like, we've written community building, but there's probably five other types. Um, like there's probably, I don't know, actually, if you, I know nothing about local government. Can you just give me a quick list of things that local government kind of has to do of which community buildings one? Can you give me an example of their, um, the work that they actually need to do? Uh, so community building, what you mean, what would fit in the community building? No, no. So, so you were saying community building is a, is a task that they should perform, but often don't, and they don't value it enough. So what I'm saying is what are other tasks that they do, whether they value them or not. So um, like one thing is, um, you know, like they, I assume they have to organize all the contractors that do the work. So one of the things they do is like operations, I guess. So it's yeah. like rubbish collection, lawn mowing, blah, blah, blah. So if we could call that operations. Yeah. And then community building is another one. What are the other accountabilities uh, of local government? What do they have to do? 
strategy and governance. Yeah. Be one. Um, re, uh, so that regulatory and compliance are around um, building consents and dog registration and, you know, water. Uh, places and spaces is, is another area. Um, different roading, so net, networks, traffic, net, transportation networks, waste, making sure you can flush your toilet, <laughs> keeping the lights on. Yeah, perfect. Okay, that's enough of those for now. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Um, so what I want everyone to realise is we're, we're doing an experiment with a model here. And so uh, do you get that at the moment we are sitting at a, at, a, at a node from which there are so many different paths we could follow down and none of them are right or wrong um, and some of them will be more useful than others and we're just going to pick them based on what Pip and I are thinking right now. And they're not necessarily the same things you would have picked. And what I want you to realise is not that, ah, oh, I thought of the wrong one or they're going the wrong way. What I want you to realize instead, those are two things which could be explored if you sat and explored with the model. Okay. So I'm now going to guide Pip a little bit. Is that okay? If I, if I just, I just want to mention a thought that came to me as you've been going through all these and we might explore that one and then we can come back. So what you said, Pip, was that the right brain isn't valued. And to me, this is just so common in industries that are heavily compliance um, reliant or, or, or in industries that are, that are responsible for compliance. So often right brain stuff gets, um, gets lost. And so what I was thinking we could try is we could try setting up a model where we have left brain and right brain next to each other. And we see if you were going to build something that had more balance, what would be... So I'm, I'm almost thinking hierarchy of needs but with two sides right so the thing i'm going to try first and this is a model experiment peeps so what i'm going to do is i'm going to draw the model before i even know what's in it right and then we're going to find out what the model uh, elicits out of pip okay so pip if we were to say, so we're going to have left brain right and right brain so if there was going to be like a fundamental underlying foundation layer to doing the left brain side of local governance correctly. What's the absolute kind of bottom rung of the ladder or the foundation of the house or whatever. What do you reckon is the, the key thing that you have to get right? Is that compliance? Is that? Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, and let's smash well, through this next bit quite quickly um, just because they already do the left brain bit right. But if you were to just quickly make a Maslow's hierarchy of needs, the five things that local government need to do in order to get the left brain side of their operations correct, they would need to do this. Compliance first, then what? Strategy, maybe? Uh, or execution, like what, what is the next thing that you need to make sure you're doing right in order to run a government the right way? It's probably regulatory at the bottom and then compliance. Yep, perfect. See how Pip just let the model talk to her? 
That was really good. Um, regulatory and compliance aren't in quite the right power together. That's fine. Yep, next one up. Uh, would be strategy. Yep. Next. Uh, I don't know, but execution's at the top. Yep. Anyone got any suggestions for the one between strategy and execution? I reckon it's something about like capability, probably. As in, to execute a strategy to perfection, you need to develop the capability. Fleur's got an idea. Planning. What's that? Planning, you know, to plan between strategy and execution. Right. Is... Boom. Yeah. Thanks, Fleur. <laughs> it's almost like Fleur knows how to get shit done. <laughs> if you ever want to stop working for Linda, you can come and work with me. <laughs> okay. So now, Pip, we've got a model sitting here which is communicating something to us. And what it's saying is that on the left brain, there's this thing that we can do. And on the right brain, there's this, there's something that could be considered equivalent to it, but on the other side of the, the human spectrum, if that makes sense. So if we were now going to talk to this, have this model talk to us about this hierarchy of needs, what, what do you think would be existing on the right-hand side? What's the foundational piece to the human aspects? Is it purpose? Uh, maybe. If it wasn't purpose, what are some other options? Throw them out there. Don't worry too much about whether well, you're right or wrong. So, you, did you say that you thought community building was an outcome? Yeah. Because one of the things that, uh, this is where I get stuck. This is where I've been getting stuck with this, is around from from my perspective, as a, as a person that lives in a city, we actually want local government to just get out of our own way, get out of our way. Like we want them to, we just want to get on with living our lives. Yeah. So it's and like you want a successful local government's invisible. <laughs> yes, you do. You want them to be invisible and you want to just be able to get on with living the best life you can in the city yeah. that you live in because yeah. everything's easy and connected and yeah and that's what yeah that's what helps people fall in love with their local government is yeah. when okay here's what i'm thinking this model to me has the opportunity to say because i reckon if you ask most local government how well are you doing down this side? They'll go, oh, yeah, we're pretty good at that. Right? They'll be like, oh, yeah, we plan all the time. Yes, we're totally compliant. Yes, yes, oh, we follow all the regulations. Yes. They say, yeah, 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 we're good at that. And you go, okay, how's your, um, how's your community building going? Do you, do you think that your community feels like a community? Um, oh, look, we're kind of, yeah. right? So I wonder if we could have a list of five, like the five key things that a local government wants to do, of which the very top is build a thriving community. Like that's like the ultimate outcome is to have a thriving community. 
And that if you only get the left brain side done, then we don't actually finish the whole thing. And so if we were to add whatever the kind of right brain element is that you need to, to flesh that out, does that make sense? Yeah. So any ideas popping out based on that? Uh, I wrote down participating. Participation. Yeah, that's cool. I wrote down connection as well. Yeah. That people yep, have yep. to feel connected to their place and the people yeah. in their yep. place. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yep. the, biggest, the biggest issue that, uh, or one of the big issues is when they do resident surveys is that communities don't feel like they're listened to or heard or they didn't have an opportunity to uh, to have a voice, which is um, not helped mm. not helped by our Local Government Act amendment, which says we don't have to consult with the community unless it's significantly financial. Okay, so I was listening to that model and it was starting to say I'm too restrictive. <laughs> so now I'm just going to start another one where the fundamental down the bottom is that the community feels heard, right? If, like if, if a local government is going to successfully serve a community, then the very first thing they need to do is hear the community and listen yeah. to the community. Right, yeah. what would the next one up from that be? Do you know, underneath heard is probably connect. Mm, okay because they have to actually connect with the community. Yep, so connect, for, so now um, we've just changed the palette slightly because we're now making it an active palette that the government's doing. So notice I went from heard, which is how the community feels, to listen, which is what the government does. Um, yep, so connect and then listen, and then what? Respond. Yep, and then what? Something empower. about... Empower? Yeah, who are they empowering? The community. Yeah, cool. Nice. Um, oh, campaigns put collaborate. I like that. Yeah, and we've had a clarify suggestion too, so that could live in here. Yeah. Um, empower, then collaborate. There's also... I wonder about adapt in there and I say adapt because local government are typically not good at adapting to what yeah, the yeah, yeah. needs they're very fixed and this is how we do it yep 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 okay I just want to quickly check in with the room here um as you can see we could keep doing this for ages <laughs> and we can do that or we can spend 15 minutes with me provoking all of you individually and you have an experiment with executing on what we've just seen Kip and I doing here where you're doing yours and in 15 minutes time, you'll have a bunch of words and stuff written on the page and some ideas that you're starting to work with. Um, what's going to be more useful for you at this point? Those of you watching just a quick thing in the chat box. What is it going to be more useful to watch us continue to explore this thing? Or is it going to be more useful for you to get some provocations? So Geraldine saying what model might work. Yeah. I can certainly, I don't think we can finish the model, but I can certainly give some options. So 
when ideas list, um, when ideas kind of build on each other, I'm, all right, so most people are saying they want to see where we go with this. All right, so we'll keep going. Remember, people, um, in order to make sure that this isn't Netflix without the guilt, what we need to make sure is that as a result of this session, you do something, all right? So Pip and I are going to keep going now because that was the vote that won. And I want you to make a commitment to yourself that you're going to do some work after this and put some of what you learned into practice because watching something isn't as effective as doing something even if what you watch is like more polished than what you do. That makes sense. So thank you, Chris. Yes. Put it into practice. So what I'm looking with this list of words now that um, Pip's built is there's a few different options. So one way to think about this stuff is like a Maslow's hierarchy type deal, right? And we can say these are all levels and that you can't, listen unless you've connected first right so connection is the foundational piece and you can't clarify until you've listened so that one has to go above there and then you can't respond until you've clarified right so we could arrange them in a hierarchy that would be one valid option and if you draw your model that way you'll likely get some kind of output now the other way you can think of this stuff is well these are like a sequence where this is step one and this is step two and this is step three and this is step four, five, six, seven. And it may even be that at some point there's a feedback loop and it comes back. Okay. Now, if you've read my book, my most recent book, Tribe of Learning, you'd know there's a model in it that looks like this, right? Which is four things that exist in a sequence together and you go round and round. This, so if there's this, clear connection from the end of the sequence back to the start of the sequence, then maybe you want to set it up in a model that gives it that sequence shape. Um, Pip, what's this, what's this list of words indicating to you at the moment? Uh, definitely the feedback loop. Feedback loop. Cause it's a continu it's continuous. It's perfect. Um, do you reckon seven steps is too many? Yes, I do. Cool. If we were going to collapse them into each other, which ones would live together and kind of, um, so what I'm looking for is can we collapse, respond and empower into one where empower is the word we use, but respond is like part of what we do to make that happen. Like we respond to them to empower them. Um, and so empower to me, I feel like we could collapse this into that. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Great. So I'm going to scribble that one out. What others would you put into another box? Like which one, where would you collapse them in? I, this I'm not, I'm not convinced about six and seven. Yeah. Cause there needs to be, there needs to be like the action, the actual. Yes. Right. Job. So we need another one at the top, which is actually do the thing. <laughs> do, do the thing or change the thing or. Yeah, 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 totally. So I reckon listen and connect, we could pretty easily collapse into one. Like you yeah. have to connect with them and part of connecting is listening, right? So I reckon we can blow that up. Yeah. Um, can clarify live as part of connect or does it need to be a separate thing? I think for local government, clarify needs to be a separate thing because it's one right. of the things that they don't... They don't do. <laughs> they don't do. Yep. Um, 
I wonder if collaborate and empower could be the same thing. Could be the same or could collapse. Yep. Did I did I delete did I delete the right one? Should it be collaborate or should it be empower? It probably to not frighten local government, it should be collaborate. Okay. Heaven forbid no. we empower our communities. <laughs> Sean's suggesting we change connect to engagement because that encompasses connection and listening. Do you like that idea? Or do you like connect? Totally up to you. No, let's try engagement. Yeah. Um, Sean. Again, notice palette. I'm just saying engage. Because all yeah. these are, I'm not very good at linguistics, but these are all like first person active or something. Um, oh, Danette's just come oh, in with the connect, clarify, collaborate, create. <laughs> Shit, that's pretty good. So imagine if we put that into this model. I'm just going to go with Danette for a sec because that looked amazing. Connect, clarify. I love a C word. Uh, C's and P's are your go-to if you want a model that starts with all the one word, all the one letter. C's and P's have way more words than any other words in the English language for some reason. I don't know why. And create. Whew, how do you feel about that? What? That's pretty cool, Jeanette. That was amazing. <laughs> right. So now. Um, now Pip could go ahead and make like a squillion pink sheets off this. I think we can see that. Uh, oh, 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 holy shit. What? Katie Reese. <laughs> Beautiful. That's oh, really do you cool. know what? Pouncil starts with C as well. I'm just throwing that out there. Not sure where we put that. Yeah. So, well, actually, so maybe council is in the middle, right? Because they're like the inner circle and then community is all the way around the outside, right? And then when you actually do this, and I know Pip, you'll absolutely crush this, but when you actually create it as a visual communication tool, then it has colours to show you, like, look something like this, you know? Um. Da -da -da. You're right, Cole. Mine would look way better, but I love, <laughs> I love the the speed <laughs> the speed in which you're going about this. Get you off. Uh, that's cool. That um, is and then, really cool. And then you see suggesting, what if it's like yin and yang, community and council? Um, there's definitely some potential in that as well. Ah. Okay. Um, Observations again, peeps. What have you observed throughout this process? Um, one of the things that I've observed is sometimes it's useful not to be the person holding the pen. I reckon especially if you're new at this. Um, because what you notice when you're not holding the pen is when someone has written down the wrong thing as in the thing that doesn't align or resonate with your thoughts. So I'll bet as I was drawing then, Pip occasionally had moments where she was like, oh, that's not right. 
you've drawn the wrong thing that needs to change. And that's actually a really good sign because it's your, it's your insides. It's that dark world hidden away within that hides all your movie titles and all this other knowledge. It's that popping out and saying, wait, 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 that's not quite right. Can you please change that? And so seeing someone else drawing it, sometimes the errors that introduces can actually be this really wonderful filter. Um, Talking something out loud can help you think. Absolutely, Rachel, totally. Um, creation happens best in collaboration. Mm, sometimes, yes. So I don't disagree and I don't wholly agree in the sense that uh, few of my best models I've done by myself, but I think that's largely to do with the fact that I've practised a lot and I've done this a lot. Uh, so I think one of the main reasons I'm good at modelling is I have been the person with the pen for lots of other people. This is not my first rodeo. Um, and so... If you want to get good at modeling, you might do what I've just done as a service to someone else in the community and then they do it back for you and both of you get better. You get better models and you get better at modeling as a result. Um, yeah, cool. The refinement as it keeps going. Um, that's really, I reckon, the main um, takeaway that I want you to embed from this little session that we've just run is I rail about this all the time, but I'm going to rail about it again. I really dislike the idea that when you write something down, it has to be correct. And I reckon that uh, modern schooling does a terrible job of teaching us to explore. Modern schooling crushes creativity and curiosity. And creativity and curiosity are the very thing that we're trying to provoke and promote through this process. And so as best you can, um, I reckon you really want to work on being cool with writing down the wrong thing. You know, like I got, I went into this thing here and I was like, hey, everybody, this is going to be super cool. And then halfway through, I'm like, ah, it's not. <laughs> it's not super cool. It was an idea that I had that I thought was cool, but it wasn't. It like, Pip was like, eh, she wasn't vibing with it. So I was like, okay, cool, let's move on. And now we've got to here instead. And it's something that she seems pretty excited about. Now, like I actually felt it in myself. And I had an audience, so that makes it more difficult. But I could feel it in myself and I was like, oh, I really want this to work. I want it to be the right thing. And it took this moment where I had to be like, eh, it's not. Damn, never mind. But the fact that I was willing to let it go and let that be wrong meant that we could come to this place, which is awesome. Um. <laughs> well, can I just, I actually think that there's something in that left brain, right brain hierarchy thing. And I'm going to do yeah, cool. a bit more work on that, especially with, from a talking to leaders and local government perspective, because they'll get the left brain stuff, but it's that's the bit that they need is that right brain. Yeah, perfect. What I reckon would be really useful about a model like this is you can say to them, you're doing all this stuff right, and yet you're not getting the results that you deserve. Yeah. And the only thing we need to do is add in uh, this little bit of genius here. Um, and then that will create blah, 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 this other mm. thing. Yeah. Uh, cool. So um, what I would like everyone to do is um, hands up if you think it'd be pretty cool to do the process that Pip and I have just done with someone else on this group. Hands up if you think that would be good to, to have a crack at it. Okay. Uh, what's going to be the best way to facilitate that? Um, I'm going to make a post on Central immediately following this call 
And if you want a partner to try and do this with, you just jump in the comment thread and organize it however you organize it. So if Fleur wants to do it, she'll type in the comment thread, hey peeps, I'm keen to do the modeling session. And then Adam's like, oh, me too. And he just jumps in and says, Fleur, pick me. And then you send each other your Calendly links or you do a Zoom thing or whatever and you have a go at doing this. Um, doing it via Zoom is gonna be way easier if you have some way of getting the words on a screen. So I don't know if you've done that somehow, um, but you can, with various pieces of software, you can use your phone as a second camera, um, blah, blah, blah. That'll be the thing that I think might be a bit of a challenge you might have to work with. Um, but, and then, remember what we're trying to do here is get models to talk to us. And so what I'd encourage you to do is almost like, Tell yourself, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to make a model that looks like a pyramid. I'm going to make a model that looks like a ladder. I'm going to make a model that looks like a Venn diagram. I'm going to make a model that looks like a linear sequence. I'm going to make a model that looks like a circular sequence. I'm going to make a model that looks like a bad on the left and good on the right uh, with a dividing line. Like I'm going to make all these kinds of models and I'm just going to try them out and not all of them are going to be good, uh, <laughs> but some of them will teach you things. And if you can have that moment, this is the epiphany thing. If you can have that epiphany where you and a pen and some lines on paper can unlock incredible new insight that is going to like just level up your ability to generate IP that is effective and compelling to a whole nother level. Um, any questions, thoughts, stuff that you want to clarify? Um, notability is fantastic if you have an iPad. Maybe it works on other platforms as well. I'm not sure, but. Um. <laughs> Pip, I think, I think I can speak for all of us when I say we're excited to see how this turns out. So um, when you upload the first set of pink sheets that is created from whatever this session inspired, please send us a note or something. Yes, um, and every. If everyone could give Pip a round of applause for being the brave person who sat up the front, that is, um, yeah, it's, it's tough, but very, very valuable. Thank you, Pip. You're a champion. Hey, everyone. Uh, have yourself a wonderful day. This is incredible. I finished a webcast a minute early. That never happens. Go and, I don't know, just take a 30-second walk outside, people. It's a lovely day here in Melbourne. Hopefully, it's nice where you are. Um, enjoy the rest of your day, and we'll see you all again soon. Ciao, everyone.